What's going on, everybody? Thanks for try tuning in. We ask our guests to pick three songs, and three songs only. Their walkout song, if they were in professional sport, what would they walk out to? Their wedding song, first dance, or ultimate love song that hits you right there in that soft spot. And finally, their go-to shower belter, or just a song everyone should have in their library. And that's it. We play three songs through, and when they're through, we are too. Take a quick minute to maybe hear something new, and pick up on a stranger's personality by the way they pick their music. Now joining us is the bodacious writer-producer, non-Grammy award winner, and most excellent audio engineer, hailing from Central Long Island, my former sweetmate, Austin Frank. I can't believe I got you to say that. <laughs> what is going on? What's up, man? What's up? <laughs> Nothing much. For those of you who don't know, me and Austin used to share a suite together and uh, have some good times. So thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. It's great to not see you during these times. <laughs> Going right into your uh, uh, walkout song here with David Bowie, Queen Bitch, which... That's uh, right. It's a total jam. So That's right. I love it. Um, I first heard this song in a Wes Anderson movie, and I just thought it was so kick-ass. The feeling. Oh, the really? Scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what movie? I'm a huge Wes Anderson fan. I'm surprised yeah? I didn't know it. Um, yeah. It was. Oh, geez, like now, Bill Murray um, on the sea. Oh, uh, Rushmore. No, no, not Rushmore. Um, the one where they're their captains, their ship captains. Oh, okay. I see. That's the one I haven't seen. That's funny. Oh man, that's such a good one. Yeah, there's there's like an ending scene where he's like carrying the kid out, who like is his long lost son through the entire movie, and uh, I could totally see. It. Yeah, he's like through the crowds because he kind of comes infamous, uh, like finally hunting this elusive shark, and this song is just jamming out, and like I fell in love with it there, I think, because of the scene and how like powerful it was. Yeah. And I would just play it, and, like you could be in the shittiest mood and just kick this song, like full volume, yep. and just feel great again. It's hard not to, like, tap your feet to it and nod your head. Right, right, for sure. And, and the beginning, the way it kind of, like, all slams in with the drums in the second part of the beginning, it just felt like that's the walkout song for me, you know? It's like an explosion. Give me some pyrotechnics with it. Exactly. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Bowie made this song uh, in tribute to, because he was a big fan of Velvet Underground and Lou Reed, and this song was kind of like a tribute to that, which I thought was kind of cool. Oh, yeah? And then later in their life, they performed it together, which was, like, pretty cool. Nice. Bowie's an interesting yeah. dude, man. A weird, an eclectic, talented weirdo. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I always think of him and, like, Prince together just because of, like, the way, like, their music was. Yeah, I, I could see that. They, ha- they have a similar nature for sure. And, like, their on-stage persona, you know, just, like, yeah, it's funny you say Prince. I was reading this awesome thing the other day about how he had a female engineer for like the longest time, but he really? would come at, at the end of his like raging parties and at night wherever he was, and he would just call her up at any waking hour and be like, "Hey, I want to record," and he'd show up at the studio with like three other women from the party, and he would just start laying down these lines that took forever and all night to take to where like by the end of it, all the girls that he brought were left, and it was just him and his engineer trying to like finish these songs <laughs> while the sun came out. You know. <laughs> That's and it was awesome. just like, yeah, this it. was natural business for him, just happening all the time. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Oh. That's quick, but just like that, we're into your love song here, Foxtrot. Uh, 
the start of something. Love it. This song is so poetically beautiful to me, man. Yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of love songs in anyone that like kind of captures like a certain time or a related memory, you know? Of course. I've never heard this group nor song before, which, again, I always say on this podcast, I love it because I get to hear new artists, but I love songs like this that I, I feel like could almost be from a lot longer ago, but it's not. It's only like from 2005. Yeah, it, it's really warm. I, you could definitely tell it was recorded yeah. on tape and then like and thoughtfully so to have this really warm surrounding feeling, which is super cool with it. Um, do you like it as your first time hearing it? What'd I you do. I was gonna ask you if you like listen to a lot of these on vinyls because I feel like this is such a yeah a yeah good song that's warm on vinyl and everything for sure. And um, when I first got into this, I was like, "Well, this group's awesome," and I tried to listen to a bunch of their stuff, and it really didn't catch. So to me, this is kind of like a one-hit wonder from them. But it, it's yeah, like again, it's so poetically beautiful. Like it is. You digest it really. Look through all the lyrics of it. Yeah. And they were only around for like seven years. It was kind of like short-lived. Their group, I feel. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I don't know where I heard it at a time, but it definitely caught me at some point in a relationship in my life in a time, and it kind of always stuck with me. Um, and it, this was probably the hardest one, I think, on the list yep. to like really spit out. Like I had to put more thought into this one, uh, this category at least. The others feel like they kind of came naturally, or like I had those ones off the top of my head. But yeah, love songs, love songs difficult. It's it's definitely something I've been noticing doing these that I think the second one is always the hardest because it's like. You, you, there's some that come to the top of your head, but the, if you really like think about it down, like what it means yeah. to you, you know, it's totally different for everyone, obviously. So. It's, it's the heart. <laughs> it's what the heart feels the deepest, you know. Yeah. Man, when are we gonna flip the roles and, and have you do this with your songs? Have you done that yet? I don't know, man. I thought I know my songs, and then after doing this, I'm like, oh, there's so many good ones, you know? It's so hard. <laughs> I'd like to see your list. Yeah. One day we'll do mine. Yeah, we're gonna have to flip it on you one, one day. One day after the 300th episode, and I have my star in the Hollywood. Walk <laughs> yeah, of yeah, fame, we'll, we'll do it on the 200. Let's plan on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds good to me. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Even this breakdown though in here coming up, I really like I think it's just like a warm, sweet song. It's so thrashy, like the drums still pick up, right? And it's just kinda like thrashing back and forth with it. And he's just like ripping over it in this like continuous momentum of like a melody. I love it. Would you do you think you would dance to this at your wedding if you had a wedding or you know, I think it would be fun because it. I don't want like a slow dance kind of thing. Like even when it's that yeah. time, I'd rather more of like an energetic, upbeat, like fun song. And this kind of carries that. So uh, yeah, I could see this right. as, as a wedding song. But I also, but even right here, this moment, it's like a, the break right here. It feels like kind of somewhat slower and sweet. So true, right? Yeah. It gives you a moment to kind of break it down and get a little bit sappy for a minute there. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I do love this song. Yeah, let's give it a listen. like a lullaby too like you can you can almost like see it as like yeah someone sing it to someone to go to bed you know for sure and i think a lot of that comes from that like warm feeling could really it's like soothing yeah for sure yeah yeah it's this is the first time i will say that 
I don't, I haven't known any of the songs. Like, I obviously know David Bowie, I know James Brown, I've never heard of Boxtrap. <laughs> but um, you haven't heard these individuals. Nice, man. I mean, yeah, I've never heard these songs, which is great. I like that, I like that. Uh, it's not a problem, but yeah, so. Leave it to the, uh, the studio engineer to show you some new stuff. <laughs> Props to you, yeah. <laughs> Props to you, man. Props to you. Oh. And here we go. Oh, here it is. Oh, let, let's let this intro rip for a second. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Let, it. let it ride right here. Nice. Yeah, man. This is uh, your shower song here, James Brown. People get up. Drive your funky soul. <laughs> you gotta clean your funky soul. Man, when this would come on in the playlist, we would just like, it would brighten the whole shower mood. You know, you got like that. Yep. You're kind of jams, and then this comes on. You're like, you got the bar of soap in hand, and you're singing to it. <laughs> yep. James Brown runs it, man. This is the remix version of uh, the song, which I guess was a remix from the song that was on a soundtrack for a movie in the 60s. Oh yeah, and this is the remix. Yeah, this is the remix on Motherland of 1988. But exactly, and you said it was in a movie. Yeah, the song was featured in a movie called Slaughter's Big Ripoff. I have no idea. It was this version of it for that movie, the extended, longer version with the. Features. No, the, the original like four minute version was the for the soundtrack. This is the remix gotcha, that gotcha. he did in 1988. Yeah, was, I think, like you said, it's more funky and more groovy, you know. Like and and more live in general. Like you really feel the band, and yeah. I think that's where he was the showman, where he really like presented himself was that live stage presence, you know, where he just ran sure. the entire room with that like confidence and energy, um, and and it portrays through this song. Oh yeah, I mean he had so much energy. Yeah. And there's an old myth with James Brown where he would, he would look at his musicians periodically during the set and if one of them wasn't looking at him because he was the center of attention he would give it like a 10 count with the beat and by 10 if they didn't make eye contact again they would be fired unless they were like his core set he'd be like they're not working with me again so everyone no matter what it was if you read sheet music if you didn't if you played by that you had all eyes on james the entire show wow really That's yeah crazy. <laughs> Bit of a narcissist, but a talented one. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that tidbit. It just uh, shows how much of like a stage presence and, like you said, how much energy the guy had. It's just like, oh man, it's like very, very amount of people like that, you know. So yeah, he's the Godfather of Soul, like they say. You know, you gotta love how how half this uh, podcast is like one song, huh? <laughs> I'm look, I'm looking at a timeline right here. It's like halfway through. It's just this one James Brown. Song. Yeah, the remix is like nine minutes, <laughs> almost ten minutes, which is great. Yeah, um, yeah. Mean, like, the more the merrier. And and I never I never cut songs down. I never mess with the integrity of the song because I think that's bullcrap. Yeah. So. He's got parts that like one of the parts I always belt out is like he's going around to all the like zodiac signs and he's like. Yeah, <laughs> just like pointing everyone out, but it's not every sign. If you listen, it's like what he like loves or identifies with, or like here, but it's like almost every sign. <laughs> I've never heard like artists be like, "All right, we're gonna go Aries, Cancer." Yeah. <laughs> he didn't want almost everyone get down. <laughs> and then he goes to like almost every city. He's like New York. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's like how it was. That's how it was like back in the day too. Like, I, it makes me think of. Uh, like Ray Charles and like, the, like 
the songs they were they were prolonged and they were just it feels more for like a stage and like a live show you know yeah right and performance yeah because they were like i'm grooving on this like they you can hear it in his rhythm how he lands on like every word that he could just go forever as long as he has the words so it's just like all right um signs all right cities <laughs> what should i yeah. get next and he could and this song could have been double the length <laughs> Right. Give him a list. It makes me think of actually, funny enough too, is Cap Calloway who would just go out and like scat and do stuff. Yeah, and right. he was actually in the same movie. James Brown was in a few movies actually. He was in Blues Brothers, which I always think of when I think of. <laughs> that's it's funny right. that you say yeah. a movie reference in the beginning because that's how I relate to music too. So I always think of him in but Blues Brothers and then Rocky Four. He was in Rocky Four doing Living in America, <laughs> uh, which were just like great performances. I forgot that he was called the Godfather of Soul, and he had that nickname. And actually, uh, right, right. And <laughs> in, uh, in those movies, like uh, Rocky and stuff, he was cre- that was his credit. They listed him as the Godfather of Soul in the credits, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I dig it. This is a good breakdown right here. See, like, you think a shower song like belting, but, like, to me, it's not always the lyrics. Like, I'll, I'll, like, be singing those horn parts or just be belting them and playing along with it. You know what I mean? I love it. The silliness in the shower. Yeah. Well, that's why I really was, I mean, besides obviously being a good friend of yours, I was interested in having you on this podcast because as an audio engineer, I feel like you pick some great songs that... You know, as an audio engineer, you have an ear for things in music that sometimes people like don't always have an ear for or, or unique listen to because you guys are always hearing stuff and listening to stuff a different way and like analyzing stuff way more and like way more uniquely than the common person is day to day. I appreciate that outlook, man. Yeah, I mean, I'd hope so, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like what I do for a living. Yeah, but I mean, it transcends. I think that's was me initially and why I was led into audio engineering like you know and that's what you expected from is like I was so involved and in love with music and artists and then uh, eventually I was just like I want the total control to make this music myself and the total control to make it how it should be in sounding I'm like the puppet of strings on music when I'm sitting back here and mixing and creating because you really are another artist in the creation when you're the engineer the mixer so yeah Yep, it's with us. They say the last time that something is written, you know, because it's written right. in production. Yeah, it's yeah. Ri- or pre-production, it's written in production when it's shot, and then the last time is us in post-production when it's finally rewritten again. For sure. You know, another good thing about this song is that you could just play this song and you're basically done with your, se- your shower. The shower's done by the time it's over, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> if this is in your shower playlist, you're taking a long shower. You That's know? it, dude. You just, <laughs> just this one, yeah. I don't take long showers. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, I'm about like, you know, my roommate be like an hour shower. I'm like a 15, 20 minute. <laughs> another good part, man. It's like he saves some of the horns just to come back later and add a few more. He's like, "You five, don't even play until the very yeah. last verse." <laughs> it's so great. He's like a he's like a conductor up there. Yeah, know? yeah. Right, because it's all about that build, man. It's got to seem bigger and bigger. Yeah. I'm just jiving right now, man. Got to go into the headphones. What a beautiful song. Who picked this? Yeah, who picked this? This is great. No, I appreciate it, man. And I appreciate you coming on with us and and proving out to us and, uh, and spend a treat. So I don't know if you had, 
I know there's a lot of weird stuff going on right now in times, but if you had anything going on, if you want to plug or your handles or anything, let the people know what's going on, you know? I could shout out some people that I'm producing for and engineering. I got yeah. uh, Rubes, which is R-O-O-B-S, Rubes, who will be coming out with uh, Verbal Fits Volume 1. He's a, he's a really talented uh, rap artist a uh, little r&b here like here and there but it's, it's mostly rap we got a lot of cool features on it but yeah it, it, i would say 90 percent of the album is my original beats music and uh it's all oh, him awesome. on it. That's dope. yeah yeah so it was a really cool collaboration besides that yeah i just try to find the time to make my own stuff a lot, i think it's like a labor of love to where like i almost don't care there's no pressure of like putting it out exactly. and, like what are people gonna think it's just like i know i can sit down here and just make something and if i'm like oh this is like really jiving like all right then i'll put it out well that's like this podcast too it's it's quick and easy and like i'm more doing it for like a fun thing right now with my friends and maybe they'll grow into something yeah. but for now it's just kind of fun to just make content you know? dude it's it's a great thing you got going here and really thank you for having me on no, thank you, man. I appreciate it. I yeah. appreciate taking the time, man. For real, yeah. Power to it. Hope we can uh, have a beer soon and see each other in person. Cheers, man. Cheers. See you soon, brother. <laughs> <laughs>